let me take a step back and, 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 and let me do kind of macroeconomics 101. I know you've already done it, but maybe you haven't done it this way. So let's first talk about um, debt and GDP. So let's, let's take the example of two people and they both have a job that pays about the same amount of money, let's say 50,000 a year. Live in a nice house, let's say it's worth $250,000 a year. And both of them are very fortunate because they've paid off their mortgage. So they don't have any debt. They actually have the equity, it's in a safe area. And um, so person, person one is needing a new car and the person's got some savings and and buys a fairly modest car for, let's say, $10,000. The second person wants a really fancy car. You know, it's the 50th anniversary of James Bond, so he wants the Aston Martin DB9, $200,000. So he goes to the bank and takes a mortgage on his house for $200,000 and buys the car. Okay. So first person's driving the $10,000 car, second person the $200,000 car. So who's better off here? Let's think about it. And, and it, it's not clear that the person driving the Aston Martin is better off because they've got to pay back the $200,000, okay? So it's the same thing with GDP. So we're in a situation where, let's say, the real GDP is growing at, at 2%. So I could uh, increase that rate easily. So government can just go, borrow the money, and spend it. Borrow a trillion dollars and spend it. Just like that. And you know the formula for GDP, the C plus I plus G, X minus M. So that government spending goes right down, right into it, and uh, we could double the growth rate of GDP just by borrowing the money and the government spends it. So are we better off if that happens? So we have, let's say, a 4% growth rate versus a 2% growth rate. Does that matter? Because all we're doing is shifting. We have to pay that debt back. And we either pay it back via uh, taxes, uh, direct taxes, or we pay it back through inflation, where inflation's just like a tax on, on everybody. So I think it's very problematic um, to be thinking this you know, very naive calculus that um, the GDP alone is kind of revealing of how, how well off we are because it's manipulated by the government. So when you borrow, when the government borrows and goes into a deficit like it is right now, it's not really creating wealth. It's just shifting wealth. It's basic stuff. Yet the majority of people miss it. So, so we're in a situation right now where uh, the so-called fiscal cliff, 
you know, again, it just, it's a cliff only for people that look at GDP very naively. So yeah, um, GDP is going to take a hit, but so what? It doesn't really matter, right? In terms, if you think about it the way I'm thinking about it, that just because you're borrowing and then spending it doesn't mean you're better off. You have to look, you have to look at uh, actually paying it back. So what do I think is going to happen? Um, I think that, uh, you know, obviously at some point we have, there's a reckoning time where we have to deal with our debt. And uh, we can put it off and put it off, but we kind of see the slow moving train wreck in Europe, and it's kind of reminding us of what our future could actually be. 15 trillion uh, of debt is actually not the whole story. You have to look at the unfunded liabilities also. And people really haven't done a, a very good a, a job of understanding those liabilities. And it turns out that this is pretty simple forecasting. But a lot of you have done a forecasting course where it's, it's hard to forecast what you, you're forecasting. In demographics, it's actually pretty easy. So uh, you look at the, um, the birth, death, and the actuarial analysis, and it's very easy to figure out you know, how many people in 10 to 15 years um, will want full Social Security benefits. And it's pretty easy to figure out um, how much is going to be unfunded. There's lots of economists that do this work. And the unfunded liabilities are, are staggering. And just the, the baby boomers alone, in 10 to 15 years, about 78 million people looking for, let's say, $40,000 a year in benefits, 30 to 40,000. Do the math. Two trillion a year? What's the present value of that at the interest rates of today? Okay, so we're talking huge numbers. So we're talking things like 200 trillion dollars of liabilities that are unfunded. Okay, so the good thing is that it's fixable. So things like increasing retirement age gradually, like a half a year, a year, um, and push it out to 72 or 75 even. It's possible to fix some of this stuff, but you need the political will to do that. And obviously, it's really hard to get that will. Yeah, I've been asked so many times. Um, I was uh, on um, just uh, last week with the question, you know, what's the economy going to look like under Obama or Romney? And the question is problematic because it's not even clear what it means. There's so many different combinations of what could happen. So you think about it. Um, there's eight different combinations, right? So Republicans win executive, Senate, House, executive, Senate, but not House, executive, not the Senate, but the House. You, you can go through, you see it, right? There's eight different combinations. And then there's two of those eight that are just outright sweeps. So maybe 25% chance you get outright sweep. 
And then even if you get that, are you going to be able to take these bold initiatives? It's just not clear. Republicans win, then perhaps they're thinking of the eight-year plan rather than the four-year plan. Um, and if Democrats sweep, even though Obama would have only a four-year horizon, the people in the House and the Senate wouldn't necessarily cooperate with bold initiatives because they have to worry about their reelection. And we saw what happened um, in 2010, where they lost the sweep. So it's extremely difficult to actually deal with these very tough decisions. The good thing with the unfunded liabilities is they're sufficiently far in the future that there's not a lot of pain today. You know, if I tell you that you're going to retire at 65 and a half rather than 65, big deal. So, but any sort of talk of, of changing that stuff is, is very difficult. So what's going to happen? Yeah, it's going to be more, the, the probability is it's more of the same, sort of kick the can down the road. There'll be some negotiation to reduce the so-called fiscal cliff. I'm not sure it's going to make any difference. Uh, indeed, given it's going to be a split, most likely, uh, in terms of uh, who's in control, probably not much is going to happen over the next four years. So we're going to have more of the same, which means slow growth. And then um, I guess uh, if we're able to have uh, slow growth for a long period of time, then we can get employment back uh, to where it should be. But we're talking at least uh, four years uh, to do that.